I show up to the Ohio State University. This is my old fit. You're listening to the Stripped Podcast by the Lacrosse Flash, talking all things life and lacrosse with Tyson Geick and Colton Clark. Once again, sucks it a couple defenders down low front for shots and he scores. Goes to Logan Shasta who shoots and scores a shot bomb. Boys, cheers, cheers. That was so sick. Guys. We're live. <laughs> Boom. Uh, if you're listening. You, you should be honored because it's the first ever episode of Stripped. You're one of the first listeners to ever listen to this podcast. Uh, Logan Shust joining us. It took a while, man. We we had to really like track you down. Um, kind of famous in these parts, but you know, finally yeah, you're here. Why was that, Logan? Why did it take so long to get you on this show? You know, busy guy. It's uh, training camp season, so just kind of been all over the place between work, training camp, and babysitting mitch jones so it's uh it's it's been a wild couple months but i'm glad to be here and uh glad to be the first guest i'm nervous man i'm uh, i'm sinking pints over here real quick so we should get the the cooler like right beside us i think no free brand deals though so keep your cans turned. yeah this, this could be you in the next episode sponsoring our podcast we also have no sponsors at this point so we are open to sponsors yeah uh so logan cole and i were talking yesterday in the off season, a little bit, uh, you dealt with some injury troubles. You packed on a couple pounds, yeah. But you, but you lost them pretty quick. We we're talking about intermittent fasting, and like you, you shredded those pounds fast. Well, let's back it up. Okay. Let's, let's back. Let's back. Let's back he, it. He let's back it. Credit. Let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up a little bit. How much weight did you gain? What was the top weight that you're at? I was pushing a little bit over two forty. So I want to say like twice two forty two. Um, usually summertime is where I put the extra weight on, like lots of people. But, I mean, the uh, the beers are always cold. The uh, the food's always great in the summertime. So, uh, and, you know, I'm not scared of a beer or a uh, additional hot bag every now and then uh, during the summer. But, you know, it, it all matters about uh, what I look like now. So for, for the fans that we currently have, Zero, um, explain what a hot bag is. Uh, a hot bag is any type of fast food uh, burgers. <laughs> I didn't know this. I like this. You didn't know what a hot bag is? <laughs> no, but I've had my, my fair share. Man. Yeah. Okay. So a hot bag is any fast food item that is given to you in a drive through in a bag. Like preferably, <laughs> preferably like McDonald's, but I don't discriminate against any hot bags. Okay. Uh, but I'm off the hot bags now. Let's get <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on the hot salads. <laughs> what are you weighing in at now? You looked at like you're in pretty good shape in camp. My latest weigh in, I was 216. 216 i mean that's impressive so what was your like formula to getting back to that that yeah. that game weight let's call it <laughs> yeah i mean colt uh i'm gonna butcher the word intermittent it, it, intermittent intermittent <laughs> one time yeah. I told, one time i was actually on a date and i uh i had told the girl <laughs> that i was doing an intermediate fasting <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at me like you're and, a fucking idiot yeah and i was like Jeez, like that's not the right All word. Right. <laughs> Did you get a second date? Hundred percent. Oh no, like nobody's business. Yeah, but that was a bit of a lines. That was a bit of a joke, but um, yeah, no, did that. Colt kind of turned me on to it, and then uh, you know, just hard on the salads and hard on you know sticking to it. It's it's a bit of a grind, and obviously, it's tough when uh, none of your friends are really back home or or you know training or kind of getting in shape for anything so they always kind of entice it with some wing night or 
the old casual beer here and there, but uh, stuck to it for the last couple months, and it's really paid off, and I'm feeling like the, the best shape I've ever been in going into camp. Yeah, I saw you in the locker room. You almost had a six-pack, eh? Well, depending on the lighting, the <laughs> angle. We got the good lights here. So uh, you want to show the If I haven't eaten in a couple hours. Show the crowd. Show, show the crowd. <laughs> no, I just keep it P- we'd say we keep it PG for him. Yeah, no. Maybe next time. But, uh, yeah, no, feeling great and looking great. Thanks, Colt. I mean, I can't take all the credit for let it. Me, put in the hard work, right? Let me, let me talk here. So we're, we're obviously trying to do something a little bit different here with stripped and kind of tap into something that hasn't necessarily been done in lacrosse. And in my experience, having worked with the National Lacrosse League for a couple of seasons and then another .5, if you want to call it that, last year, the league, the, the league, yeah, we'll get into that in another episode. Uh, so I, I think the league kind of lacks a personality, but you're one of the guys who's identified that that the league needs personality, and you kind of you keep up that personality on social media, um, be it Instagram, Twitter, like you're, you're always posting stuff, you're, you're interacting. So why is it important to you to do that, and like where did that kind of come from? Yeah, you know, I think you're seeing it more and more across all professional leagues. Um, I think it's big for fan interaction and, and just kind of it gets the league out there. It kind of gets the name of the sport out there and uh, creates a little bit of a character. Not all players are just like robots and, you know, everyone has a kind of a different story. And, you know, some guys have jobs, some guys just do lacrosse full time. Some guys got kids and uh, a family and, you know, different struggles throughout their, their work week or uh, some fun things that happen. So I think it's pretty cool. I don't like to put everything out there. I like to kind of, you know, pick and choose some days. Throw a good filter on an Instagram page. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. Valencia, <laughs> what up? And, and, uh, and chirp guys who do put filters on their pictures. Yeah. Guilty. Okay. I, got, but, yeah. I recall a chirp towards us. Oh, yeah. Jason, yeah. No, yeah, I deserve it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, uh, Look, you know, weeks that go by, I don't really post too much. And then I kind of get a little excited. got some good content. So I get it out there. Uh, you know, any chance I can get a, a picture with a puppy or a baby or my grandma, uh, yeah. you know, it's great content. So that's getting up there pretty fast. What's the purpose of your posts? Would it say to, to grow the game or is it to just get, to, build to your, grow, build is your, it to grow Logan Shuss or is it to grow Logan Shuss or to get girls? Because sometimes uh, when you're posting a lot of pictures of your granny, it seems like, you know, you're trying to hit pull on the heartstrings a little bit. I think it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, honestly, like whenever I post about my family or my little niece and nephews, granny and stuff, like I honestly just love them. And uh, I think they're great. I think they're all awesome. You're saying the Woo! right things. <laughs> honestly, though. <laughs> oh, man. Like, where's my phone? Like my, my backdrop. Show, show the crowd. What do you got? The backdrop of my, uh, my phone here is of my... Oh. Oh, that's of the kids and stuff. I just didn't put this on the way up here. This is uh, about a year old, so DM's gonna be (laughs) DM's gonna be exploding on the elevator. Yeah, on the way (laughs) up the elevator. Where's the cutest picture of my niece and nephews? Um, No, but like a lot of my posts are just uh, I like to kind of entertain, and any chance I get to put something funny out there or uh, you know something meaningful, I think it's all all relevant. So staying with this, you saw the PLL, and you see a lot of the American guys kind of buying into this, right? Like they get it. They get posting this stuff is important. They're interacting with the camera. They're really rolling with it and just owning it. And then a lot of the Canadian guys are like, no, that's stupid. I don't like it. So what would you maybe say to them or how do you think you can get them on board here? Yeah, I think you just can't go outside your boundary. Like be yourself. Like for me personally, like I like to be kind of a jokester and and put myself out there. Like I don't, uh, 
I'm not scared to post something that's maybe going to be controversial where somebody will chirp me or make right. fun of me because, uh, I mean, I'll dish it out and I can I can also take it. So I think maybe guys are just staying within their comfort zone. So, I mean, if they if they don't feel comfortable posting stuff and it's, it's nothing against them, they can uh, pick and choose what they want to post and stuff. I think guys are more reserved and guys have careers and families and stuff that they like to kind of keep to themselves. But, you know, I think in the next couple of years, uh, especially with this kind of young group of players coming into the league, I think there's going to be more and more uh, personality showing. And yeah, I think it's great. I think it's, you know, honestly, uh, kind of gets the league out there, like I said. And I think the PLL did a great job of, you know, creating that content. And mm-hmm. you see them all over Barstool Sports and other uh, media avenues and stuff. And I think it's great for the game. It's been a question, obviously, for many years, like making lacrosse a living. Do you think that it's, it's in the near future? I think it is. I think it's, uh, I know there's a few guys that, that can do it and it's not easy. It's not just, Hey, I'm a lacrosse player. It's, you know, doing the little things of going to traveling around coaching teams and putting on clinics and getting to the, the areas of the the world that aren't really known for lacrosse. Like I see a lot of guys in, in the PLL traveling all sorts of different spots in the North America and, and kind of reaching out to those smaller niches that aren't really big lacrosse hotbeds. So I think if we can keep attacking those uh, areas and, and creating it like a worldwide sport, <clears throat> then that's where it's going to start making the money. Commissioner Nick Cabbage saying that he feels that teams are going to be making uh, eight figures here. Uh, the piece of little info, not a big deal. Uh, Teddy Jenner breaking that. But, oh, wow. uh, yeah. What's up, Teddy? So you currently, though, you're not just making a living off lacrosse. Um, you got a job outside of lacrosse. I do. And what is that job? So I'm a dispatcher uh, at Global Container Terminals in Delta Port. So oh, I advertise for them on the radio. That's yeah, actually, I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm a uh, dispatcher for Longshoremen, so I do that on my uh, regular 9 to 5. And then between that and, I mean, I got a pretty busy life between making time for working out. Girls. <clears throat> yeah, if I can ever You make it. a lot of money too, right? I make a decent amount of money, yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Yeah. But you're getting yeah, your tires pumped here too. Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's like, so pumped. <laughs> also drives a really nice truck. Um, yeah, but no, like my daily kind of routine is basically like I can get up for work around five thirty six a.m. Uh, go put in ten hours down at the docks, and then uh, you know get to a workout and or practice, and then between all that, just trying to eat healthy and trying to do film and have time for family and friends. Like it's a it's a grind. So. If I make time for you, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> there are no, no Warriors fans that could be like slagging on you here. Uh, no, it's uh, I'm impressed. Do uh, okay. We got a couple of questions here. Obviously, okay. we came a little bit prepared um, just for moments like this when we stared at each other. And oh, I, hey man, I'm like locked and loaded. I got a yeah, lot. Yeah, we're good over here. Got got qu- sport. Got I, I, I got a, a deep, a deeper question oh, for you. Deeper okay. than uh, work. We can get back to whatever else after this. But um, do you see yourself doing anything else other than working at Delta Port? Do you dream of anything else? What was your dream job growing up besides lacrosse? Oh, that's if you could deep. do anything else. I like it. I love cooking. Cooking. Not like Whoa. just everything involves <laughs> food. Eating it. Cooking it, hot watching bags. it on TV, the additional hot bag. In the, in the 240. <laughs> but to be honest, it's, yeah. Uh, no, it's funny because I actually had a family friend visiting from Prince George this past weekend at my parents' place. And uh, I used to make cookbooks when I was a kid. All right. So I, I, lo- I still watch the Cooking Network at home 
I'd flick that on rather than watching like football game or anything. It's crazy. I just love the cooking shows. This is like I'm noting this for Warriors content this season, man. We're producing this. We're we're going in the kitchen with Logan Shaw. Yeah, like beat Bobby Flay, chopped uh, guys. Man, games. so let's get I, this straight. You're a professional athlete. You make bags. You're a good cook. You're a good looking dude. Thank you. Don't forget Ladies. the tattoos. Yeah, he's got a few tattoos. If that's your, uh, if that's your forte, yeah. I'm pretty much the greatest guy. Like <laughs> <laughs> overall, find a better guy. <laughs> oh, we. Uh, of, are you single? I'm very single. You're very single. I mean, Tyson and I were talking a little bit before this. You have a few dating apps on your phone. I've seen your phone before. Yeah, and last time you were here, you brought up the fact that you're on this new. Uh, what what do you call it? Like celebrity dating app? Yeah, that's that's what it's been called. It's called Raya or Raya. R- yeah, um, don't even know what it's called. But and how'd you get on this? Uh, through a friend. Uh, one of my girlfriends was on there, and you know, you can. The only way you can get on there is if you get a friend pass uh, given to you from somebody on the site, and then you have to get approved. So, but thankfully, if I was single, I'd be hitting you up for that friend pass. Th- well, thankfully, well. I have a, a lot of Instagram followers due to. Kids that are twelve to fifteen following me for free lacrosse gear. Do your granny pose? Yeah, yeah. So I'd say the the dating sites are all filled with pictures of myself, my granny, and uh, okay. So we were talking a while back, and I get I get like razzed on for this all the time. The whole tarps off thing. I got a couple tarps off pics on my Instagram, but I like I don't know why I came across your profile and and you know per per post or, or you know. You got more tarp soft picks than I do, so... Yeah, I mean, it's all about, uh, the, like I said, the angle and also, uh, yeah, the types of pictures. I mean, I'm not going full body shirt <laughs> off. Like, I mean, one of my pictures, I have a, a big salmon covering my gut. And oh, so you got the fishing pick on I there. I got the fishing pick on there. All Anything right. above the waist is fair game for me. I mean, if it's a shirtless pick in the summertime... Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to post it. I'm not ashamed of my body. I'll I'll rock it if I'm 240 or if I'm 215. Dude, just, he just owns it. Just own it. How'd you get the blue check mark? Uh, I begged. Because um, <laughs> I know jo- Jonesy was you. You're pretty upset for a while there. You had more followers than Jonesy, and he had a blue check mark. And yeah, he a little bit of jealousy going on. Yeah, I mean Jonesy has some good content. He's obviously a a great looking guy, so uh, he deserves the blue check mark, but. I mean, I just post way better stuff than Mitch, so I was like, where's my blue check? Uh, eventually, I had to beg the NLL to... Was it the NLL that you went to? Oh, yeah. I went to the head head person in the NLL, so Man. <laughs> got the blue check mark and never looked back. Steph McGinley couldn't pull that one off for me, I've oh asked. I've, I've inquired about that one it's before. It's that easy, huh? Yeah, cold. Don't even try it. Yeah, I got. Okay, let me let me ask you this. Uh, we and we were talking about this kind of off the pod, but um, do you feel like maybe that there's a bit of a sensitivity issue in lacrosse? Like it's it's interesting, right? Because we we cross paths and um, you guys are professional athletes, but we see each other and and you know we'll see each other at the arena and whatever and and chat and if I say something as a, as a analyst or a reporter or whatever, I have to like awkwardly walk by you and be like, you're not pulling your fucking weight yeah. online. And then we have this like weird encounter. Do, yeah. you, do you think the players need to like, I don't know, could just be like, ah, oh, you know, they're just kind of doing their job. Or do you think that you're just, you're holding the, the analyst or reporter kind of accountable? Yeah. Lacrosse a tough, uh, it's just tough because like yourself, like, you know, all the players personally outside the game. And so do a lot of the reporters. I mean, it's such a small, uh, 
lacrosse is such a small sport, like everyone knows everyone. Yeah. So it does get a little hairy where these reporters need to keep it 100 and, you know, they got to report on the small things that, you know, people don't want to hear. Well, it's, it's reporting on the small things, but I think then you're seeing some bias as well. And, and it's just like, you, I, as someone who's reading on, who, who knows, you know, the stuff behind the scenes, I see right through it. Yeah. The players, like, we're not stupid. Like everyone knows kind of who's got favorites and, right maybe east or west or whatever it is but i think at the end of the day like us as a players we got to realize like if we want to be a big one of the big four or five pro uh, sorry professional leagues then you know you got to have a a tough skin so you're going to hear some things that you don't want to hear you're going to get some rankings that you don't like to see or get some backlash for the way you play or Mm -hmm. or some results but uh you know i think that just goes to show like who's a good team and who's a good player letting that kind of stuff roll off your back and, and stay focused at the task at hand. Like you can't, you can't please everyone. Yeah. So I think it's uh, I think with the players got to get, we got to have a little bit more tougher skin. I mean, obviously I see things online that I'm not happy about, but I kind of try to use that as fuel as, as cliche as that is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I think, uh, I think for the sport to continue to grow and stuff, there's obviously going to be, Reporters that maybe don't know as much about lacrosse or kind of give uh, some bad critiques here and there, but like I said, you just kind of kind of roll with it. I think that's kind of like what comes with the territory, right? When the sport's growing, there just aren't a lot of people that have been covering the game, and there's a lot of people entering it now that are putting in the work and the time, but they're not as seasoned as you know what you'd maybe get in the NHL. Like everyone's jumping at the bit to to do it, whereas lacrosse, yeah. it's like, hey, we need some coverage here. Oh no, that was, I was just clearing my throat. I got nothing to say. I honestly didn't All even right. hear the question you asked, so I got nothing to say on it. Yeah, and I know I think Sorry. with I think especially with all these new teams coming in, especially in the States, that yeah. box across isn't huge down there. Right. Uh like you said, everyone's trying to maybe hop in and, yeah. and do their part and right. uh I, it's all more the merrier. I think the more exposure we can get and the more people that want to be involved that are coming from uh different avenues and different pro leagues that want to have a little take in, in lacrosse, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Let's take it back a little bit. We've been talking about lacrosse, and where do you start? When do you start playing lacrosse? Give us a little background on Logan Shuss little and, his, background. and his lacrosse career. Just take us on a little quick So journey. it all started, uh, I'd say as soon as I was born, I, I had a stick. I still got the stick at home. It's just a little mini wooden stick as a kid. Uh, but my dad played for probably 30, 40 years himself, and he, uh, as soon as I was born, you know, I was born into a lacrosse family. And uh, I have an older brother, Carlton, who's two years older. That uh, once he started playing lacrosse when you were five, that's like the kind of the starting age. My dad was his coach, and I was a bit of a big three year old. So he decided, uh, you know, Logan's allowed to play too. So on the hot bags early. Yeah, definitely <laughs> on the hot bags, not scared of a meal. You live right around the corner from McDonald's, don't you? Pretty close, close enough. Uh, <laughs> are we talking about that? <laughs> Wasn't but scared yeah. of a Big Mac as a kid, but <laughs> was no Happy Meals. Yeah, but yeah, I was actually played goalie uh, to start my career. I played goalie all the way up until like second year Pee Wee, and so actually it was first year. I believe it was first year Bantam that I stopped playing goalie, and I actually had to play three years of Bantam lacrosse because my parents uh, kind of doctored up my birth certificate so I could play when I was younger. Okay, <laughs> so like I was playing up. Like, essentially, like, I wanted to play Team BC for Bantam at the time. It was the very first year. And they're like, well, Logan, you're going to be a midget. And I'm like, well, no, I'm the same age as all these kids. Like, I got to stay in Bantam. So I played three years of Bantam lacrosse. Oh. 
Because they just let me play up because I was such a little beast back in the day. <laughs> no. So I played three years of Bantam uh, lacrosse. I started playing uh, out as a player. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a little bit more common to see in lacrosse, right? Like guys playing up. And, yeah, and, totally. And jumping those those age gaps. and Yeah, and I was like, I grew up with my brother, so um, and I was always hanging around them and, and playing. Like every, I did that in football. I did it in soccer. Like every sport I was playing, like up a level. Yeah. And I think that kind of took me to the next level for all my sports. That kind of pushed me, right? Yeah. So after Bantam lacrosse, you know, played Team BC and stuff, but then uh, I never really played field lacrosse growing up. I played a little bit, but I chose football over field lacrosse as a kid. Yeah. You know, I'd uh, there's times where I'd probably – I started playing football again back when I was like 15, and I can remember I'd play. It would be Sundays. It's football and field lacrosse in, in BC. So I'd be in the morning time. I'd play a football game, and then I'd go and like play my brother's football game, and then my mom and dad would drive me to my lacrosse game, and then I'd go and play my brother's lacrosse game. So I was playing two football games and two field lacrosse games in a day. And, and big uh, big Seahawks fan. Been one for years. Oh, I mean, just huge. That time we won the Super Bowl. What was it? Four or five years ago. <laughs> Well, that's a long time coming. But I feel but. like I'm not. I'm really not a football guy. But I feel like I've seen a couple of Seahawks wins in my in my years. Yeah, I mean, I've been to two Seahawks games this year. Not a big deal. And huh. uh, <laughs> fifty yard line lower bowl. So good good. went to uh, Cleveland Browns game as well. So I'm a bit of a sports guy. Yeah. Any team that's winning is a, a fan. I'm a fan <laughs> of. So I got a bunch of different jerseys. So I'm not uh, not so. scared to root for the winning team. <laughs> OSU, what was it like there? I'm sure you got uh, at least one one crazy story for us from your time partying in Ohio State University. Yeah, I mean... Were you like a rock star on campus at all? Yeah, you, you leading scorer, all-time leading scorer, something like that? Yeah, goal scorer. I was all-time, uh, finished Ooh. my career, all-time leading goal scorer. It's no, funny, though, like, again. coming from Ladner, small yeah. town, like, just shy, like, probably just around 25,000 people, and then going to a school that has north of 70,000 students like it's a bit of an eye-opener so excuse me going to like a big school like that I was kind of nervous and left home and you know it's funny usually uh like your parents would drop you off at college like yeah. college your parents take you down to college and stuff um they show like were they at least yeah, gone my, to campus before you went my there dad, my dad came with me on my recruiting trip but my f- freshman year when I flew in me and Mitch McLaren I believe flew in together and, and we got in at like two in the morning and our assistant coach Picked, he well he didn't pick us up we actually i think we got a cab to the campus and then he met us on campus so nice. i did i did like the equivalent of i don't know what you'd maybe like consider the echl of the college route i, I did like about eight different schools but they were all like dog <laughs> shit d d3 well, um, landed on mercyers <laughs> no, which is like obviously school, yeah. they went they, they went to the national championship ah, my senior year fuck transferred they won the championship my senior year well now so. we know what was the problem was <laughs> you know, the problem i wasn't fucking touching the field <laughs> left right out yeah but yeah so like my time down there was was unbelievable like i can remember going uh getting down like when i was talking about the parents like it was expensive to fly across country and i mean so i my parents didn't come until I think my sophomore year, yeah. like not even, they said, okay, have, have fun. Like yeah. that was mine too. Go to school. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I had a lot of great you know, support cast down there, like the coaches and, and like all the people on the team were just great and had a Who lot were of the Canadian boys that, that you played with down well, there. Brock. Yeah. Brock Sorensen was yeah. down there. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pyers, yeah. huge beauty. So Mike was my like official visit. Like he would take me around and yeah. he, uh, you know, he was the first guy to take me to Chipotle. And so I like, Ooh. I pretty much signed my, uh, 
letter of intent to go to Ohio State after I had Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the, it wasn't like the fifty yard line football tickets and like no. the, how big the school is and like the atmosphere. It was just like wow, they have a Chipotle. Here. Okay, I'm a big you, you went you went and leaned to college too. I, remember, I look at seeing a couple pictures. Yeah, I, was, of you. I mean, here's a funny story. So <laughs> I show up to uh, show up to university and keep in mind this is like 2009. So uh, I show up and you know, all the freshmen are kind of gathering around. It's the first day. And so we all decide, hey, let, let's go to the facility and, like, shoot around a little bit. And so I'm, like, kind of taking along my my roommate, Trey Wilkes. He's from uh, Baltimore, Maryland. So I show up to the Ohio State University. This is my outfit, my first day outfit. You know, jazzed up first day of university. <laughs> I have uh, all black Nike shocks on. I have... Nike, I forgot about those. I have uh, G-Unit... <laughs> Straight out of Ladner. G unit uh, <laughs> jean shorts. Like with like they're like shiny jean shorts. G- yeah. And uh, I'm wearing a, from and I'm wearing a, a Volcom skateboarding shirt with like a big two big silver chains. Do you have a do you have a picture of that that we could like? I'd honestly I'd, I could can find it. Yeah, but I talking to like all my uh talking to all like my classmates and like all the upperclassmen like like who is this kid? <laughs> So how long like, did, this how long is did like, it take for you to like kind of good adjust and I, man, my fashion sense was god awful back. Oh, then mine too. was mine was terrible too. And like I'd be looking at all my buddies and they're all wearing like Ralph Lauren and oh, like yeah. khakis okay, okay. and like nice clothes and some, driving BMWs. Some, yeah, some like Sperry like shoes and stuff. And I'm showing up wearing like you would have you would have fit in real well at Mercier's. Yeah. Like that's like the Mercier's attire. Be like, oh, he belongs here. Like that's yeah, that's the gear. You slowly start to adapt the American oh, like, culture. Well, you start dressing, just start like, dressing like call them, my mom like, right away. I'm like, <laughs> well, to boot, like we go and we're shooting around the the field, yeah. and every single kid is picking corners 100 miles an hour. Like, I literally am standing there, like shaking in my Nike shocks, being like, <laughs> I look like shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna play. <laughs> I'm 3,000 miles away from home. Now, I have no betting on my dorm bag because <laughs> we shipped it from Vancouver. Yeah, I didn't think I could go to buy the package. I didn't, on the, I didn't think I could go to Walmart on my own and buy betting. <laughs> so I ended up shipping all my clothing and stuff and um, like betting to my dorm. And it took like three weeks to get there. So I was like sleeping on like a towel, like my roommate's towel. Like it was, I guarantee my roommate to this day, he's my one of my best friends though, but he's yeah. like, what am I getting myself into with this kid? It was pretty funny. That's that's jokes. Um, cool. I don't think I, I mean, ever I, lost I, a bell I, I, I don't think you touched on the crazy party part. Right. But yeah. You kind of skipped over that. If you well, he, just he, had yeah, 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 he had a good story for us. Yeah, it was a great story. It was a great story. Yeah, it looked like a joke. Didn't answer the question. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's a huge school. It's a big party school. There's uh, there's lots of stuff to get into. I think, I mean, I, didn't, I just think, like, going to parties and stuff, like, you go to a party here in Vancouver or you go to somewhere like everyone brings like kind of their own drinks or their own beer and, and they're kind of doing their own thing. But it's like the beer and stuff's so cheap down there. Like yeah. you just, nah, everyone, yeah. everyone just says, okay, like, put 10 bucks in. And then you got like 20, 30 guys that put 10 bucks in, and then you're getting like 50 cases of beer. Like it's you, just you crazy. Have, so you had the cases of beer. I'm sure you went to like keggers all the time. You had like the jungle juice parties where people are just putting their hands in those gross buckets and yeah there's a lot of what's in it yeah i yeah. stayed clear of that jungle juice Ugh. i just the thought of awful buddy i still remember the first day i showed we showed up to college and we i had no idea what like how much booze was and yeah. we we showed up to the liquor store mitch mclaren and i 
And we looked at the forty or the sixty pounders on the bottom shelf, and they were like eight ninety nine. And we thought it was like a mistake. Like we legit thought it was a mistake. We got a deal. And I actually have a picture of this, like of our of our fridge, our freshman year. Like obviously our our campus was dry, but we just like stuffed. We bought as much as booze as we possibly could because we legitimately thought that there was a mistake on the booze prices. Yeah. And we just stuffed our fridge full, but it was just like insane. You for what you could buy for fifty bucks here, you can barely buy a twenty four pack. Yeah, and like you just go to a liquor store, like you said, and like I was like trying to explain to like some of my friends, like like, like a case of beer is like forty, fifty bucks here, and they're nine ninety nine. And and back then there was also no hangovers, so you could afford to drink a full case of beer and then wake up and feel fine and practice, no problem. Honestly, and this honestly, I've heard this is only my school, but we didn't drink before practice and or games. It was like forty eight hour rule. It's a just a rule like you just don't do it like yeah, we're, okay. we're the same too. we didn't guys, like we didn't mess stuff. around with that at all like we you don't drink before practice like you don't drink no before. i don't mean like right before you're going on the turf <laughs> no no i'm, I'm saying like, like the night we didn't yeah, the yeah, night before <laughs> not even night before i'm not i don't not once in my college career really no i'm impressed well maybe that's why i, I missed out on a national championship no i'm kidding but uh, I had one night, man. Yeah, me too. First night ever drinking 151. We don't. I don't even think we have it here. Like, it's like the out. The proof oh, is like so high. Feel. It's awful. Had like eight shots of it. Start a tractor with it. Oh, the first time I ever blacked out. I think. And we got up in the morning. We practiced like no problem. It was perfectly fine. Now, oh, I would be a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the topic of alcohol. <laughs> We may, as well, we may as well we may as well touch on the topic of drugs. Um, and the reason I bring this up with you, you know, drugs they happen in every single professional sport. They happen in every walk of the life. Like everybody tries them growing up. Um, I've obviously tried them in my lifetime, but you are one of the few people that I've heard that have never tried any drug. And I just, you know, that is amazing to me. But why is that? Why do you find that you've never tried any? I'm just a straight shooter, you know. I think it's uh, maybe a bit of a worry wart. Wart. Worry 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 wart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's, I can tell it's not for me. And, uh, you know, it's nothing I've kind of wanted to even explore. I I think I get naturally just amped up and have fun and kind of, I'm outgoing enough that I don't need to kind of do anything extra to to get myself going. So I'm pretty au naturel. A couple, a couple of beers, a couple of nudes, and I'm on my way. <laughs> you know, being in it, obviously, like you've seen it, you've been around it. Like, what, what's the feeling like there when when you are kind of in that atmosphere? I, like, I'm sure no one's pressuring you to oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, no, none of my... expect not to, but... And everyone like, that knows me knows I'm not into that stuff, so yeah. it's kind of like, it's not even, it doesn't even come up, and I don't right. put myself in situations like that, so it's... Uh, you don't see a bathroom with ten guys that didn't say, "Hey, that looks like a place." For Dude, Logan. <laughs> we we are setting Logan Shuss up here to be the next fucking bachelor. Like, like check, check, check. Yeah. I think if there's any girls listening to the first ever strip podcast, this guy's gonna be like handing out twenty fucking roses in January once the bachelor rolls around. I don't know. That could be my next. The cast of one of the guys kind of a plug, but uh, I think you can kind of <laughs> s- slide in there and, and take over for him. Yeah, I think uh, definitely checking some boxes here, but. Like I said, I'm just a great guy. Tice, what else you got? Well, let's talk about the switch from um, the Langley Stealth <clears throat> to the, the Vancouver Warriors. So, you know, you're playing. We'll start with making the, the postseason that one year, right? 
you guys go you, you lost a close one to colorado in the first round but you had an impressive season you guys were kind of clicking things were working but ty belanger had quite the year yeah um there was a lot of you know great storylines coming from a Corey small had a career year and then there was that drop off the next year like the wheels just fell off you guys look like you'd be in a great position to maybe repeat get back in the postseason but but what happened in the offseason leading into that next year where you guys were like a two and well, i'm not a big math guy two, two and 16, 16 yeah that's it. that's it so two and 16 team you got smoked by toronto we'll get to that in a second because we we dealt with a little history there um what was the drop off like what was the big change Honestly, like it still stumps me to this day. Like it yeah. is, it's, it was one of those seasons where, you know, you did everything right off the floor. You did everything to prepare yourselves and practice plans, and you know, we'd practice the night before games, and then we'd say, okay, well, we need to be rested, so we practice midweek, and right. then, you know, we'd watch film. We wouldn't watch film. We'd strategize. We wouldn't do this. Like we literally tried everything possible, yeah. and. Is this one of those things where it's just like, wow, like nothing's going our way. Like we're not getting any bounces. We're mm-hmm. not, you know, connecting on certain shots and passes. And we had a great team. We had like an unbelievable front front door and we had some great defenders and, and the goalie that was playing lights out the year before. But um, yeah, just it's one of those things that just nothing went our way. And it was frustrating at times. And, you know, it was upsetting because, you know, we weren't getting the support off the floor. But I mean, we didn't really earn it. And, uh, you know, it's tough going around town or even just kind of being in the lacrosse world and, and people, like, putting your team down and stuff. And, like, yeah. you know, I've – even to, like, this day, like, I've been on teams that have been bad teams. I've been on teams that have great teams. And, like, I, I will never slag my team to anyone. I'll never slag management right. or players or, you know, anyone. You know, we're all in this together. Big and, team guy. Yeah, just – I'm the type of person, like, I'm not going to slag somebody because, you know, especially, like, oh, if you like one of my teammates missed a pass or right. didn't score on a goal, like, I'll say, hey, next, I'm going to still feed you that ball. I'm going to still get you that ball. But, you know, if I chirp him right now, then I know next shift I'm going to go and I'm going to drop the pass. Yeah. I'm not going to bury. Yeah. So I'm pretty positive. I like to keep it up and, and uh, you know, everyone well, have a good time. looked me off so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen yourself? <laughs> You look yourself off in the mirror, bud. Uh, so I'm just kidding. What What was it like going into that atmosphere? You know, you, you didn't really have that fan support. I mean, you know, people were starting to come to the games in Langley a little bit. You tried to do that that blackout thing for the postseason, but it just wasn't there. Like it was clear that professional lacrosse was not going to succeed in Langley. So you couldn't give tickets away. No, and okay, it just cool. but it, it felt shitty to watch, man. Like I, I just didn't enjoy watching the games from Langley because it felt it felt like pretty deflating yeah there was just there was some kind of aura about it and it's different I mean you know I think the Warriors are are truly going to start to build and I'm not just saying that because I'm working with the team this season but um, (laughs) I think they're really going to start to to build and you're going to see more people but it just feels better when you see a game in Rogers Arena so so you know what was that feeling like walking through the doors of Langley did it feel a little like cheap to you yeah, you could say that. It was like, it kind of, because it's when you f- play in like the summer leagues and stuff, and like, or like, say we have a game, and then like two hours before the game, like there's like a 10 year old kids' game going on, the kind of like the same floor. Like, yeah. it didn't really seem like it was like the big leagues. Right. Right. And so, like, you'd go to a game in Langley, and you know, you didn't have like, mind you, like Langley event staff, like all the people working there. Awesome and people. Unbelievable people, yeah. unbelievable staff, like a great arena, but. 
it just didn't scream like professional. And I think right. when people want to go and pay quality money and their hard-earned money to go to a, a sporting event or pro, that that be it. Like they want to like be walking through the doors of Rogers Arena. Like I still get like <clears throat> excited, like generally excited walking into like go to Canucks game. Oh yeah, and like I've been to like I go to, like twenty games a year, but like every There's time I special about walking. Through yeah, those you doors. walk into those doors and you see the excitement on everyone's face. Like it's packed, and you got the vendors, and you yeah. got the music blaring. Just the big arena feel, like it's unbelievable. And so, um, if I get that feeling, like just by watching a sporting event. You know, imagine what it, that it feels like to be, like, be playing at like a big arena like that, and that's yeah. what you get all over the NLL, and that's why big teams like in Calgary and Colorado and, and Toronto and, and Buffalo, like they play in the big the big barns and they got the big crowds, and Man, it's, it's amazing. Colorado is a fucking treat. I love that spot, and, and Buffalo too. I should say I haven't seen a game in Calgary yet. Um, um, yeah, unbelievable. Like yeah. so many great fans in all those cities, passionate fans that yeah. have been there for a very long time. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, they, they support their team just like the city of Vancouver supports the Canucks. And, yeah. you know, Edmonton Oilers fans support Edmonton. Right. Like, it, there's some diehard fans across the NLL. And so what do you think that the, the Vancouver Warriors and Canucks Sports and Entertainment needs to do to get to the, the, the Warriors to that point? I think, it, honestly, it comes down to building a winning team, which yeah. I think that our, our GM, Dan Richardson, and the rest of the Canucks and Sports and Entertainment have done so far this year. Um, just building a team that the city can be proud of yeah. and that know when we go out there every given night that we're going to you know, put it all on the line to get those wins. And I think last year we had a couple big wins. I scored the overtime winner in a game, not a big deal. And uh, like, honestly, that was one of my most exciting goals I ever scored. Like, my celebration was brutal. I uh, I was just uh, I, I'm like replaying it in my head. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I was just like games. I was just like over the top excited to finally get that win. It was sick and like the stanchions going up and lighting up. I remember watching were it from, from the bar, sinking back a pint and being like, "That a boy, love." That was yeah. Like, that, was, I did, that was sick, man. I did it and like I just like screamed. I I cheered and like teammates like congratulate you and stuff. Yeah. And I I remember looking up into like the crowd, like where my parents and my family were, and you know. It was like just a special moment and just like to see that many people like it's pretty damn cool to see people like jumping out of their seats like hugging each other cheering like we just won a goddamn championship but it was like our first home win ever at Rogers Arena and it was definitely a memorable one. Vancouver's done a great job too at marketing you guys pretty well the same way as the Canucks, right? Like you go down, you go downtown and you look at the side of the building and they have all your guys' banners right up beside all the Canucks. So I think that helps play well, into, right? Yeah, I think it's like it's a branding thing, right? Like you need that logo and that brand recognition and to be taken seriously. Get them up on the board. Don't hide this. Um, I think, you know, Vancouver, you're right. Vancouver's done a, a solid job. And from what I'm seeing from a production standpoint, they're not cutting corners. Like they're treating the Warriors like they they treat the Canucks in terms of production. And that's pretty cool to see. Yeah. And just like you said, I think, you know, fans seeing our logo and our players up next to professional hockey players and in the arena and along the, the scoreboard and just advertising like, People are like, oh, like these guys are legit. Like this isn't just like a kind of a bush league. Like mm. this is the, the NLL, like yeah. professional lacrosse league. So, and I think like other teams in the league, like Buffalo Bands, do a great job with with some of their players, getting them in and around like the other uh, big sports teams around that city. Yeah, so, yeah. I think linking like the cold, up, yeah, like what you did with the Canucks, that was yeah. awesome. So like linking up the two different teams and and the different kind of sports with each other, I think is great. And to kind of play off, you know, lacrosse is the is a very hard sport to play. Like yeah, 
not many people can just pick up a lacrosse stick that they've never played the game before and be able to, you know, do it just like a rookie level, like yeah. not even pass back and forth. Like you give a kid like a hockey stick and he can slap it around. Like it's, it's more of like a kind of a hidden sport. Like I think hockey and, and some of these other sports are like, the pros at their, that level are just insane. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's, those are more mainstream sports that kids are going to be able to play growing up that aren't so, uh, you know, secluded a bit. Lacrosse is a little bit harder. You got to have, you know, specific sticks and, and stuff like that, that kids don't have the access to. So I think getting it out there now, and I can even say, I got some friends uh, from work and stuff that I gave his kid his first stick. Yeah. And he's showing me videos of uh, his kid watching like my highlights on youtube yeah. and doing this stuff he's never seen lacrosse before in his life and he's cradling and shooting on a net just by watching it on youtube yeah so it's pretty cool and you know to get that out there for vancouver fans i think it's going to be uh, pretty big speaking of vancouver fans this might be a good time um logan was so kind to bring us a giveaway gift that's um, right and there's you know some requirements for you um for this gift i'll i'll grab it here if you want to show the crowd that oh, so we got a Vancouver Warriors jersey and a hat, and Logan will sign both those, correct? I will sign and both it, these. We need we need that like uh, silver sharpie to make it. Yeah, we'll yeah, silver yeah. sharpie on that. We'll get it signed up. Okay. And uh, what are the stipulations? So, so yeah, yeah cool. You're no, you're going to be marketing strip marketing. My arms getting tired. So in order to win, so in order to win these two, we got a hat here and a jersey. Um, you're going to have to follow Stripped on Instagram. The link will be in the bio. We're going to post a picture of uh, Logan on our Instagram, the Strip Podcast. You, and you then you, the filter. You also have to okay. follow Logan Shuss. Thank you. And Thank if you. you'd be so kind to follow Tyson. I mean, at Tyson on W, if you yeah, want to talk to him. Yeah, at Tyson on W, too, you know, build this following. Right. Me, I, you know, if you, if you find time, then go ahead, go for it. Yeah. That'd be great. What is yours? I am Colton Clark? I, no, I it's am. I'm. It's not I am. It's I'm. I don't know why I'm an OCD guy. I'm a Daryl.com. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, it's I'm, I'm a Daryl. It's I'm Colton Clark. Uh, okay. I think. Hi, I'm Logan. It should be I am. <laughs> nice to meet you. What's that? I am. Um, we'll I think it is, man. I, it's I'm, I am. Mine on mine? Yeah, anyways. Anywho. I don't think it is, is it? <laughs> it's I, I am. I, sh- I, I don't know. I know that better than you do. Anyways, let's move on. So we're giving this, these uh, items away. So follow <laughs> Stripped. Follow Logan Shuss. The bonus if you want to follow us. Logan Shuss 18. There Logan you go. Logan Shuss 18. Like and yeah, that. it'll be in the bottom of the, the video here. Uh, so tag two buddies and you could have your hands on... Some sexy material. Also, subscribe, subscribe to us, man. Yeah, that's the thing about have- this. Eh? I mean, we got so many different platforms. Hopefully, we're getting this up on Spotify, so you can be listening in the car. But uh, if we're not quite at that level yet, give us a, a sub on the old YouTube, and you got somewhere to be. <laughs> no, my, my phone's just ringing. It's probably one of my many girlfriends. One of your Raya, Raya <laughs> a, a match, a match. Cool, you got anything else? I think that's it, man. Okay, Grandma, I'll, uh, I'll come <laughs> <back. laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. Uh, well, Logan, uh, it was a pleasure. That's I it? Think. Buddy, what do you got for us, we're, we're 42 minutes in. Damn. What time you flies with yeah, the boys. You got, yeah, you got any questions? Fine. You there got any you questions go. for us? I don't, you, you know what we should do? Like, this is uh, this idea is just coming to me right now, but 
maybe like you throw out and we gotta we gotta be like location sensitive here but you throw out like a request like who would you like to see on the on the pod maybe give us like three names and we can track oh, some people down I like that i like it. i think obviously mitch jones is a big one yeah I, um he's definitely he's got a face we gotta radio. mix it up oh, face he's got a face. yeah you can't just have Please. all the, you can't just have all the biggest beauties on here <laughs> yeah um yeah, it'd be nice to see some players, like different players throughout the league that aren't really on like the Warriors and stuff, get a kind of different perspective. Like you need a guy like Robert Church. Yeah. You know, he'd he'd probably hop on here and uh other than that, I think Yeah, Churchy's got some good takes. Yeah. I think uh C D B's coming up there with the uh, the hot takes on on Twitter and stuff. Oh Delves, yeah. What yeah. about what about outside lacrosse? We we wanna diversify the the platform as well we don't want to do just lacrosse players as much as we love lacrosse you know if you give us you gave us a couple of lacrosse and, and we're there. introducing new fans to the sport exactly. too, right? yeah absolutely i think maybe checking out maybe like i know uh you know keegan ball has some connection with uh lamar off of the bc lions okay. and he's a stud and maybe he has uh i think he just signed another big contract so um get him out Kind of gives that'd a different be, perspective. Like, kind of you know, I, I know the it's another team that's kind of you know pushing for wins this year and, yeah. and for their their season and stuff. So, kind of get a a different perspective of like the Vancouver Pro Sports League scene, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I think that's uh, right on. You got, you, well, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you, got, you got any requests? Yeah, anything that you want to see? Like. You know, I'm sure you're, you're going to be a recurring guest. Yeah, I think like kind of yeah. I think kind of just like. Kind of get the uh, the the backstory between guys, like yeah. you know, don't don't just always talk about lacrosse. And like, I like how you guys kind of brought in like some of my family stuff and and some of the outside part of the well, game. Well, because we're setting you up to be the next bachelor, so yeah. of course, yeah, that's totally. That. Yeah, Colt's uh, Colt promised me. I mean, yeah, great, you got me thin. Thanks, man. But <laughs> I don't know how to play guitar yet. And I bought one. I was all gung ho. I bought one. Got a case. Got the picks. Well, that, that's Colt, the best part. Neither do we. Yeah. <laughs> Colt, Colt's like, all you gotta do is just grab it and just. And he's starting to play me songs, and it's a joke. My fingers, my one finger is broken. It doesn't even bend. So he's telling me to hit these chords, and I don't even know how to hold the guitar. No, this is all for fucking show. It's muscle, muscle memory. I can yeah. play. Like I can four sing songs. though. Oh yeah, I can sing. Tyson, what are you I, I know Tyson. I know Tyson sing, but yeah. I mean, so maybe hey, a karaoke segment. Yeah, should we save that for the next one? When we yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be back on. I'll have some content. I'll be able to get some uh, some lyrics down, Pat. I'm, we I'm, want stories from the road, and if you if you got any videos, like just be shooting. Make sure it's horizontal. Uh, shoot on your phone and bring it back for the pod. Some videos, okay. okay. One, one last thing. Uh, the hit on Carson Lee Young, Alex Book. What do you think? Oh, that? that one's it's oh. an, an, an age old uh, controversy. I just want to get your thoughts. Okay, on that. so this is setting up Curtis Dixon for the pod oh next goodness. episode for sure. I just think the players got to take care of the players in the league. Okay, so I think there's a bit of a respect. Like, if I see a guy coming with his head down and and I could absolutely blow him up, like there is a fu- maybe I'm just a good guy. Yeah, bachelor, bachelor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going out like at no point are you going out to hurt somebody, and I think 99 percent of the guys in this league think that way. Yeah, I don't think Book had any intention in the world to hurt Carson like that. Right. I think it's uh, you're competing, you're a competitor, yeah. and you're competing yeah. in the league, and things happen, right? So I obviously it's it was terrible and it was tough to see, but I think there's a genuine consensus in this league that players will it's take care of the rule. players. It's an unwritten rule. Like yeah. you take care of each other. So, so, um, you know, 
this is opening up a whole other can of worms. I mean, the entertainment aspect, like that was, you go on that YouTube clip and fuck, that's viewed, man. That's like entertainment. And I don't like the fact that this ended a player's career. Like I'm not, you know, in favor of like ending careers for views. It's not what I'm, I'm here for. It's not what I'm about. However, like if you got a chance to light someone up, I don't think he. In- yeah, if, I mean, if especially in the WLA, if like if I ever saw Colin Clark like kind of crossing <laughs> the middle, like I'm jumping the bench and yeah. I'm looking for him. I yeah. mean, if you want to run into a brick wall, go for it. But I don't recommend it. Right? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I, like I said, I think everyone in the league is kind of looking out for each other. And yes, like big hits and and fights and um, you know guys getting you know hit pretty hard. Like yeah. definitely create some clicks and create some uh, exposure and stuff. But. I think as the players, you know, everyone's mostly everyone's got another job to go through in the league, and and you definitely understand that. You can see in like the NLL, it's like the such a bigger respect level, yeah, um, with guys and like. Well, because everyone's played with everyone, or there's like yeah, one degree just, of separation yeah. from yeah. someone, right? Totally. Boom! I guess uh, that does it. Cheers! Well, cheer, cheers it cheers, out! Cheers and, it uh, out! Thanks for listening to the Strip Podcast. Catch a new episode every Wednesday. We're giving away prizes every week. Follow along with our social channels at Lacrosse Flash.